Come stay and play at Live Casino and Hotel. Welcome to one of the biggest casinos in the country with luxurious clean rooms, upscale dining, and the grandest payouts. Now offering stay and play and all in packages, including $50 free slot play, VIP parking, VIP casino access, and more. Book now at livecasino.com or call 443-445-2929. At Arundel Mills, must be 21, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgambling.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. You are listening to 87.1 Caroline Radio, KCGM Bakersfield. Your home for all your variety hits, just like the Aaron's Opinion podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. How are you? Glad you're having a good week or glad you had a good week whenever you listen to this. My name's Aaron Richmond. This is Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for blind people where we talk about issues in the blindness community. We're basically everywhere you hear the podcast, from Apple to Spreaker to Spotify, you name it, we're probably there. You can also be watching us on YouTube or following us on Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon. You know, tonight we're talking to someone who I've kind of known of and kind of been following in the Facebook and social media community. Um, and, I've, and I mean, I'm friends with him on Facebook. We've kind of known of each other for a while. Never really got a chance to have a sit down interview like this. We're really glad to be talking to, uh, to Stuart Shalek um, this evening. Um, and uh, Stuart, why don't you basically tell your inspirational story from uh, kind of the darkness and then walk us out of the tunnel into, into the uh, beautiful light that you are in today. It's all very interesting. Um, I will mute my microphone for a bit. Uh, if I have questions, I'll let you know, but go ahead, talk, go ahead. All right, so my name is Stuart Slick. Um, I was born and partially raised in Los Angeles. Um, I have four sisters. Uh, we were all adopted from birth. So um, my mother adopted us all as kids. Um, she took us from our drug exposure, our, our mothers. We were all uh, highly under the experience of drugs because well, they decided, my mom and my sister's moms, they were all using drugs. At, um, and so we were taken out of a harmful situation when we were kids, as babies. Um, I was born a preemie. I was one pound nine ounces, as I said earlier, that I had four sisters, um, all of them going through the same conditions that I did. Um, however, I, was, I had my sight at plus five, but due to retinopathy of prematurity, I lost it. Um, and I gradually lost it. I, I didn't lose it right off the bat. It, you know, happened over a span of time. Um, luckily, the doctor had said to me that luckily you lost it when you were young because if you had lost it later, you might have ran into a lot more trouble with learning different concepts of Braille, literacy, and everything else. So, you know, I was raised in a pretty good home. You know, I, I went to elementary school. Got kicked out of that for some behavioral issues when I was, you know, a youth. Um, things didn't work out, um, partly because I wasn't really understood and, and I wasn't really getting the resources that I needed at a young age to fully find my potential. And, um, you know, I had a resource teacher and everything, and I was going to Washington Elementary School. Um, 
all the way up till maybe about the second grade. And then I got kicked out of that due to behavioral issues. And um, I ended up hearing about the California School for the Blind, CSB, up in Fremont, California, in the Bay Area. And this is where I say I was partially raised in Los Angeles. Um, then I went up to the Bay Area. So I was about 12 years old, because I was a late starter, by the way, in uh, school. And um, I went there. I started my journey learning about technology, learning about all the things that, you know, most blind people learn about when they're young and their kids, from Braille to understanding how to comprehend Braille, how to learn basic O&M skills, everything from nature, learning from things like in technology from the Braille and GPS um, to humanware, to Apple, to all the different wonderful things of technology. And I had a very good understanding of it, but you see, so this is where everything starts to go down. So, you know, I, I was doing good in school and I was always good at school. I was always good at progressing in school. You know, you could put me in front of a book and I could sit there and study it and memorize it. But I always lacked the social skills of a regular person. And um, what I mean by that is I was always socially different from a lot of people. Um, how I would interact with people, I would not really talk appropriately. I was always very out of control when it came to my behavior. And um, I would just say things like without a filter, you know, there was no, you know, thinking before I did as a kid, you know, it was just go, 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 you know, do whatever, you know, and um, just let it all loose and hang out. And the problem is, is, you know, as me and you both know, as an adult, you know, it's socially unacceptable behavior in a lot of situations. So I would, you know, act on impulsively. And um, I, um, you know, it led me down to some bad choices. But what happened was, I, so I started the baking career a little young i got a little taste of it and this is how i actually started my addiction actually so funny story was i i got um from dor they gave me an opportunity i remember i was maybe about 20 years old maybe 19 and they sent me off to enchanted hills camp and that for those of you guys who do not know that are listening it is a great camp it is located in napa california i believe tony fletcher is still the operation that oversees prep, um, the campsite. But um, unfortunately, things happened to where it got destroyed because of a fire, um, because of the California fires. But back to the story. So I went there and the DR, they paid for me to have an internship as a prep, a food prep in a kitchen. And I'm like, oh man, I don't, I don't know anything about culinary. I don't have no experience, you know. Um, so I got there, you know, I showed up. It, it was supposed to start June 22nd of 2013. And I got there unknowing what was going to happen. You know, I was with a lot of fellow people. And um, I got there and I met my boss. And he was a totally blind baker. Um, well, that's what he called himself. But um, apparently he has had experience in the culinary, culinary world as a professional pastry chef, baker, his name is Dan. I don't know his last name, but um, I, was, I guess that's a good thing. So I can, you know, keep that anonymous. But um, he um, started, you know, mentoring me. And um, we would do different things like making breakfast for the campers. And we would uh, do different things um, 
in the kitchen, like making dinner, making rolls, making desserts and everything. And so I got in that week time, I got to experience it. It was a good thing because it opened my eyes to experiencing, you know, different job opportunities in the workforce. And I really liked it. I really liked it. However, <laughs> I actually started, uh, I got into the habit of um, smoking there because, you know, I, I would see one of uh, my coworkers go off in the closet and I'd be like, well, why do you always go there and take breaks? And he goes, oh, I got to show you something. And he showed me a vape and I'm like, oh man, this is, you know, cool. So I remember, you know, youthfully, you know, being all I just, innocent. my, my, my microphone was muting. I just, I just started, you know, you're very, you're very, you tell this story in such a very articulate and lighthearted way. I started laughing at that part. Yeah, that's, that's, that's some material. Oh, what's this? All right. So yeah. So you, he shows you the vape and then, yeah, and then so what? I yeah. took a hit. I remember I took a hit and I'm like, oh man, I like this. You know, this is cool. He goes, it helps us stress a lot in the culinary world. And I'm like, oh man. You know, because I was working long hours, I was constantly, you know, running back and forth with different trays, you know, hauling, you know, I really like a cuss in here. I guess I'll keep it clean. Uh, hauling, you know, hauling 100 miles an hour. And um, oh, by the by, by the way, on my podcast, you you are you are allowed to cuss because this is marked explicit. So, yeah, okay, you, you, okay. I was I didn't know what kind of audience we were trying to cater to, so I was trying to keep it adult. Okay, so. You know, I was hauling crazy ass and, you know, I'm going 100 miles an hour. And, you know, so um, another one of my friends, they showed me weed and I'm, I didn't know nothing. I even know how to smoke a cigarette for God's sake. So, you know, we were all in a circle after work, after a work shift. And I'm, you know, this is one of my friends. We slept in the same like bunk. It was a bunk bed because, you know, we were in cabins and, you know, the Tony Fletcher had had us all sleep in cabins. So, workers together so we did so it was late at night and I got off the ship and I'm tired and my friends like hey come with me I go, okay you know innocently not knowing and they they lit up weed and I'm like oh man I don't know about doing this they're like just try it just take a just inhale like you're inhaling like you're sucking it on a straw like just inhale and just blow out and I said okay I'll just try it you know I mean what can hurt just a little bit right now prior to me knowing all this stuff I had no idea well, I, I knew that my mom was an addict, but I didn't know that the dangers of what it could happen if you are a um, pre-exposed baby. Because I was kicking heroin when I first came out of my mom's womb. And I didn't know that at the time. But I knew that I, my mom used drugs, but I didn't know the damage that it can extensively do and how it can make you physically addicted. And so I remember starting smoking pot and you know, when we'd get off shifts and I didn't think anything of it, you know, and, uh, I continued to, um, you know, indulge and, um, I, you know, put a stop on it for a while and I just continued to resume, you know, culinary and while I was there and I learned a lot, you know, it was a very good experience. Um, but I just, I always was socially different. Um, and I could never figure out the selfishness that I, withhold withheld inside me and all the behavioral issues that and all the things that need to be worked out so I just continue to live my life recklessly and you know and um, I once I got out of camp I was still continuing off with CSB and I was always just getting in trouble you know I was always that class clown always making the jokes you know look at Stuart he's always getting in trouble this guy and you know I, there was a saying that I remember when I was a kid, my mom used to always say to everyone when they would, you know, deal with me and they would go, well, Stuart's always Stuart, you know? And um, I, 
you know, I took it on like, yeah, damn right, annoys me. You know, that's who I am. And I, you know, continue to go down that dark path. Um, and I think it's very important to say this, and I'm probably going to insult a lot of people when I say this, but I see it in a lot of blind people and not seeing yourself because, you know, I can tell you have a really good head on your shoulders, but I see it in a lot on all these different apps like Pharrell and Dabble and all these different apps where it's just, they're constantly promoting weed and alcohol and drugs. And it's like, but at the time when I was in that lifestyle, I didn't know that there was a better way. I didn't know that you can make, wake up with a sober mind and wake up. And so I continue to proceed down that path, you know, being bitter and irritable and hatred towards everybody and just self-will gone by it. And it just continued to go into unpleasant territory. You know, people didn't want me around. They would be talking in secret around me like if, like if I was some unknown alien, you know, and uh, no one didn't want nothing to do with me. And I didn't understand why. I was like, what's wrong? I'm the life of the party, you know? I show up with all the drugs and show up with all the, you know, the, you know, the alcohol and everything. But what ended up happening was I just ended up, people just started pushing me away and, and I realized I was just getting in constant trouble and I can never understand. I'm like, man, it's always my fault. Everyone's, you know, I'm always getting the bat in the stick and it just continued to go on and on like that. And I remember finally, you know, after CSB, I didn't have really the best graduation. I remember going into graduation and I, I kind of didn't really, I got my certificate, but I really didn't get recognized because there was really nothing good to recognize about me, you know, because I was just this angry kid, just lost in self-will and didn't, and it's, and I went to college and I tried doing college, but I, it just, I wasn't mature enough. I, I didn't want to see that it required responsibility, it required dedication. You know, all these things that you do in life, it requires the will to drive and the will to get behind the car and, you know, pull out of your parking structure and, you know, get moving on the road. And I didn't want to see that. I thought that the, I was going to be the passenger of my life and people were just going to drive me around. You know, I didn't see that I needed to do a little bit of work and people could help me, but I needed to do a little work. And so I remember after CSB, just sitting at home for about two or three years, just nonstop, you know, playing the victim, you know, and all this stuff. And um, it got me nowhere. I mean, well, um, and um, just, I think, see, I, I think what did it for me, what really made me open my eyes when my mom, one day I came back home from a, a program because uh, I was in a day treatment program. And it's basically like a, you know, you go in a group and you know, share your feelings and yada, yada, yada. And I remember coming home, my mom goes, pack your stuff, you're leaving. And I go, what are you talking about? She goes, you're not welcome here anymore. I go, what are you talking about? And she goes, I can't have your atrocious behavior here anymore. And it planted a seed in my head because right. it's like, right. It, and and you really you know you're 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 doing an outstanding job and um when you're when now now when your mother's when you came home to this you know she's okay Stuart we're 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 kicking you out I kind of um what now was your mother at this point was she was she still using or was she over it or what no 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 I was adopted remember I told you I was adopted ah into, oh, okay. yeah because okay, my so all my you, other 
biological your, mother. Your biological, okay, so it was your, okay, my my mistake for not fully understanding. Yeah, 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 okay. so I was adopted so when you, when you ex No, 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 I got the adopted part, I, yeah. but no, but I wasn't sure which of which mother was using. No, and this it, is my biological. Okay, so your, yeah. your, bi your, your biological mother was the one who was using the drugs. Yeah, and we okay. I got taken away from her. I didn't, okay. Yeah, so. Okay. So okay. So you were pulled, and then okay. So got got it. Okay. So then so then what? Mm -hmm. So then, I remember going to my first rehab, and um, I did I did good. You know, as all of us do. You know, we're really people. I think with addiction, they mean well, and they're very motivated. You know, we are the most. I like to say people that are users and abusers are the most motivated people to get what we want because it's like a job you know being sure. it, it's real. it is you know, that's probably accurate absolutely probably you know constantly thinking about okay i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that to get my drugs and it was just a constant day-to-day -day job of just trying to maintain and it was really and so i went to my first rehab that's when i went to my first rehab it was about 2016 and i remember going in there, you know, open mind, like, okay, things are going to be different, you know, blah, 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 you know, the, the lie that we tell ourselves. Uh, and I, you know, I wasn't ready. And I remember going and I did all the motions, but you know, I wasn't doing all the work that I wasn't being honest with people. I wasn't letting people know how I really felt. I was just kind of doing the motions. Like, yeah, 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 whatever. You know, I'm just here to shut my mom up, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I remember you know, getting out of there, my mom's like, oh, you can come back home now. And I'm like, oh, cool, you know, everything's different, you know, uh, little does you know, you know, she was just letting the monster in the door, you know, and um, I continue to act a fool, you know, after about six months of, you know, getting my shit together, and then I um, just went, this time is when I just decided to pick up crystal meth fully and um, go out on a, you know, binge and just lose all contact with reality. And I realized in that moment after coming down one time that I was like, you know, why is everybody doing better than me? Why is it that I cannot just do something different with myself? You know, what, what is it within me? And so I remember I called my mom because I was living with someone else and it was just basically a party house. And I remember I called my mom and said, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I really need something different. And I remember checking Phoenix House, April 23rd, 2018. And I remember um, getting, I, that was my clean date. And I never looked back ever since. And I, it was just because, and like I say to a lot of people, I tell them, you've got to find why you do what you do. And you also got to get tired of doing something. It's like going to McDonald's every day. And it's just eating the hamburger and fries. Eventually, you're going to get tired of it. But once you get tired of it, you're going to want something different for yourself. You're going to want a different change in your lifestyle. And I got to that point to where I was really tired of doing the same thing. You know, it just got too much exertion. I was using too much energy trying to be this badass. In reality, I was just this kid full of fear. And I didn't want to see that at the time, you know. And um, so I got out of Phoenix House in August 2018. And... I was I was there for about I'd say what like what was it, April then about four months and I came out and I went to sober living for a while and then I met uh, my partner that I'm with now and he happened to be going to Long Beach City College and I met him at a meeting at one of my groups and um, 
happen to go to be going to Long Beach City College. I moved in with him and I went to the college for swimming. I was just going to go take swimming, you know. Um, I had um, just wanted to, you know, go to the Brill Institute. I wasn't really looking for anything big at the time. I wasn't, I didn't really have any big opportunities. Didn't think I would have any big opportunities. You know, I was, so what happened was he, I was just walking around like he exploring the college, you know, well, he was in anatomy class and one thing led to another. And I happened to walk down the hallway where the culinary arts department was. And I met the chairman of the uh, culinary arts department, Chef Haley, and bless her heart, she's just a really wonderful woman, um, you know, at Long Beach City College, and she's still there today, but, um, you know, so I, um, I started talking to the professors, and one thing led to another, and I said, you know what, I want to do this, I want to, and they were like, I don't know about this, you know, you're blind, you know, how are you going to get help with this, and come to find out, my partner, Roger, he ended up helping me out as a student aide in the culinary class. And, um, you know, it's been a wonderful experience getting clean and sober and doing this. And I'm, you know, I have, you know, at least about 14, about 18 more units to go. No, 22 more units to go, excuse me. And I'll be done and I'll be graduating in spring 2021 with the, you know, my certificate in pastry and baking. And what's cool is, is, I have a lot of opportunity now than what I thought I did before. And cooking has allowed me to reach in within myself and find that therapeutic uh, side of myself and uh, let free. And I can just be making a pastry or dessert and it's almost like I'm just free. And um, I always say to people, find that thing that makes you feel happy. And you can spend hours doing it, and, but it's not destructive. It's a healthy joy like whether it's yoga or something, and it eventually just helps ease the stress. And that's another thing I've been thinking of too is yoga too. And it's, I've been loving it, you know, I've been loving my new life and it's, it's really great. And I would not wish for anything else. So anything from you? Well, that's, that's, that's perfect. That's a beautiful. Cool. Um, so, I mean, in, in part two, I'm going to start to ask more specific questions, but so, hmm, if you really love, you know, baking and, and being a pastry chef, you probably have made a lot of other food and a lot of other dishes, right? Um, mainly more in the baking side. So mainly more of the croissants, cakes, and decorative stuff like that. That's mainly what I focus on is my specialty. It's more heavy desserts, so plating desserts, doing different things like that. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so let's ima let's imagine that I come over, and and you and Roger, uh, you you and um. Get, get, oh, uh, can I can I say can I can I say his name? Yeah. Go ahead. You, yeah, I, I, I forgot if you had said it, but actually I, I knew from, from watching him, from watching you on Facebook Live, I know, I, I know what his name is. Let's say, let's say I come over and you and Roger like give dinner. Like what, what would the dinner be? And then, and then what would your dessert be that you would give to someone as um, a really good dessert? Well, I mean, um, I mean, I'm pretty, I mean, I'm pretty strict. So, you know, like what, what, what would you bake to really knock it out of the park? Okay. So if I were to go with my fanciest bake, I'd probably go with an opera cake. Uh, okay. An opera cake is a, French cake, it's a uh, chicken omelets. It's a chicken chocolate sponge 
which is basically your basic sponge, but it's really flat. So if you think of like a flat cake, mm-hmm. and then on top of that, you would spread a nice layer of ganache mm-hmm. uh, and coffee buttercream. But what ganache is, is it's basically, if you were to take equal parts chocolate and you were to take a some, co- um, what's it called? Um, cream, and you were to boil the cream and you were to mix it in with the chocolate and it turns into like a thick paste. So it's like almost like a thick chocolate paste. So and heaven, then you, right, so, so it yes, oh heaven, yeah, right? it's, 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 yes, it is definitely heaven. And then you layer that with another layer of jacon sponge after the chocolate. <laughs> and then you would do another layer of coffee buttercream and you do more ganache. And you right. And then, and, then at this, and then at this point, and then at this point, I have to go renew my gym membership because of this. Pretty point, much. At this point, you know, I kids, always tell everyone, I say, I'll make you dessert, but I'm not going to pay for your gym membership. After yeah. Cause I, cause you know, I mean, I, I mean, at this point you'll probably end up with diabetes if I keep eating from <laughs> yeah. you. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, 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 jo- no joke about that. Though you got to be, you got to be careful about that. I'm sure a lot of bakers actually have a hard time not eating yeah. too much of their their product and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's, well, you see, that's where I gained a lot of the weight. You know, I was a lot skinnier before, but then I gained a lot of weight my first semester at Long Beach City College as a call doing culinary because <laughs> I'd be always trying all the food. I'm like, mm, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, no, I would, I would definitely be. I, I, I mean, I, I think this year it's very acceptable because this year in particular, we've been sitting at home, you know, I mean, you've been having all this stuff, all this action, but a lot of people have been uh, sitting at home just being a lot more sedentary, you know, but um, that's where I actually, um, to be honest, that's where I picked up yoga because it's really hmm. helped with um, the mindset alongside, you know, tandem biking for this helped out with my workouts and stuff. So it's really done a beneficiary. It yeah. really worked well. Well, I would certainly eat that opera cake. I would have it with a Turkish coffee or maybe mm-hmm. a cappuccino. That that's what that would go good with. Yeah. My yeah, favorite right. my favorite yeah, absolutely so see now oh, you just added that to your menu. See? You, you gotta challenge yourself. Next time so next time someone buys from your bakery Stuart, you're gonna give them you're gonna give them a, a, a double trouble. Here here's a or, mm-hmm. or, 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 or a or a triple. Here's here's your triple play, right? You give yes. them the opera cake. Then you give them a side order of um, of a baklava, and mm-hmm. then you give them and then you give them a Turkish coffee, and you put it all on one plate, you know, all on one tray. Yep. It's all about the presentation you, of the plate. There you go. See, I just I just gave you an assignment. Mm-hmm. See? There we go. You're gonna you're gonna have to impress your professor with that one. A, a, a triple a triple play for me <laughs> like that. Yeah, definitely. That's gonna be good. I'm gonna. Yeah, well, you know, I'm going to be watching you on Facebook. I'm going to make sure you this triple play gets done. I, I will definitely get it done. <laughs> because, 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 because the truth of it is, I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to stick to you like honey on baklava until you get this triple play done. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see a lot more from me next semester. I'll be doing a lot more. I was looking over my syllabus actually in the in the culinary department, and I, I'm taking a cake decorating class. So it's just one class I'm actually dreading to take. You know, what, you, know, you know what I would say about that? I would say, you know, what a waste of time that is. What a waste of money. Because, no, <clears> ser- no, no seriously, though, because uh, if, if you're going to give me if you're going to give me a cake, I don't care how well it's decorated. I care how it tastes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. really, that, that's just kind of silly. It's like and then you just like throw away the sugar. It's all sugar. Mostly. Like, yeah. that's that's a that's a waste of money. That really is. Gotta well, be- I mean, it depends yeah. on your cooking for, though, because something, if I need to cook for someone that's cited. That That's wants true. a delicate, really nice, fancy landscape, maybe of a winter 
woods where it's like maybe I make like a cake roll and I do like a macaron style Christmas tree that's made out of mm. macarons or something really fancy on a plate. It's an eye a tree. And just like if you walk into any bakery, you see tarts. Those are really good for your sighted peers because the fruit on top of the fruit tart is very colorful. So it attracts the eye. And, you know, how you present is very important in the industry, too. What kind of picturing, because, I mean, flavor is good, but also if, if I can lure someone in with some good visuals, they're going to want to come in and buy. And what's, you know, trending in my area, that's another thing to keep in mind, too. Yeah, and, and I don't know much about that. I've never been to your side of the, I've never been to your side of the Mississippi, so I've, I've never been out there to know, you know, what's There's truly... a lot of good big shops down here, and... I mean, Southern California, we have a lot of good baked shops. Um, delicious one I know is Porto's. You know, that's the popular one down here. It's a Cuban-style bakery, actually. Mm -hmm. So they make a lot of good, different kind of tarts, cakes, and everything, you know. Excellent. So do you study in this, in this course as we approach as we approach our, our, our sponsor here, about another minute and a half. Do you study um, in, in, the, in the coursework, do you learn about, you know, how about the history of baking? Do you learn about other more concrete subjects, the history of baking or what desserts constitute for all over the world, different regional desserts? Yeah, I mean, they have different things, um, but we mainly, we started briefly on the history. There's a really good video I recommend if you keep your hands on it. it's called the victorian baker it's a really good series i think pbs put it out and it discusses all the how they bake bread in the victorian times and how they did things with their hands and they would use beer instead of you know yeast and sure. it was really quite exciting to watch and seeing all the heavy labor now have you doing. have you applied victorian technique to your modern baking um, not yet. I actually have not had to yet, you know, because you have all these fancy machines that do all of it. But I wouldn't, I have made bread by hand and took in, you know, everything and put it together by hand. And it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of meeting that goes involved with doing bread yeah. by hand. But I, but I would love to experience it though. Like if I could be on that show and maybe do an episode where I get a bake, I think that'd be really cool. I think I think it would too. Hey, by the way, Caroline Radio, we'll be right back. Stuart, um, I do I do have a question for you. After you're done baking or with these cakes, do you really do you love coffee? I do. Well, I'm so I'm so glad you said that. Because as a matter of fact, I have just the thing for you. Blended Joe LLC is the sponsor of Aaron's Opinion. B-L-E-N-D-E-D-J-O-E.com. They got everything for coffee. If you want fruit in your coffee, if you want nuts in your coffee. If you want a light roast, dark roast, decaf, if you want to support a certain cause, like maybe the Patriot blend or all, so all sorts of different things are done there. So um, definitely go ahead and check it out. And as I like to say, whether you're you know, on your couch thinking about the next thing you're, you're gonna bake or, when you're, or if you're on the go, going back to your bakery to work, I guarantee you'll love every sip from Blended Joe. Until the 31st of August, 20% off um, at checkout. Promo code Aaron, A-A-R-O-N. There you go, blended Joe. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, really, really cool stuff, man. So let's, let's really get into this baking thing. So exactly how do they structure the classes um, and how are you, um, apart from 
um, you know, Roger helping, but how are you getting through the class? How do you basically approach baking from a blindness perspective? That's what blind people would want to know. Go ahead. So from a blind person, I have to write an essay on this. So from the blind person perspective, um, well, let me just talk about the program a little bit, about Long Beach City College and the program a little bit, and then I'll go into detail how I do things. So in our program here at the college, not trying to be an advertisement person, but um, we um, there's two different programs. There's a culinary program and there's a baking program. And in the baking program, which is the one I'm in, you start with the with the serve safe class, which is basically um, a entry level to understanding the uh, certification process of food handling and safety in the kitchen. So as far as you know, temperatures and different things like that and protocols that restaurants would have to take as far as uh, being a manager of your own restaurant and establishment. And then you go into intro to baking, which I already taken, but that's like basically we cover like light breads and different kind of light cakes and macarons and things like that. And then there's intermediate baking and that's more heavy into cakes and different charlottes and um, all these other different types of pastry. And then there's what next semester what I'll be taking, which is advanced bakery. And that's actually where we actually get to work in the bakery as a student. And you get to learn how the bake shop works, how it operates, and you're running it for the community in Long Beach. So it's really cool to be able to get to experience that kind of um, environment. And I'm really looking forward to that. But as a blind person in the culinary program, so I'm like actually the first um, blind person they have it was very um, they were kind of nervous at first because they were you know it might be a liability risk you know all these things because you know they had never experienced it so they were really open to my suggestions on what would work for me and what would help me out because you know I you know this is new for them so you know I, I had to label everything in the kitchen you know from the different flowers the different um um, ingredients and I had a talk I have a talking scale that I got from Maxi Ace good place to buy stuff if you guys want to get some good accessible equipment I recommend um, and um, I would use that to weigh out all of my ingredients and um, I usually have a student aide in my class to help me out with the visuals so if the professors because we do a demo at the beginning of the class and you'll start you know mixing the ingredients or preparing ingredients and we'll just stand around and watch them do it and my aide will help me out and say, okay, he's doing this, he's doing that. And he'll show me hand over hand on how he's doing it. So I'll get the whole feel of, this is how you're going to knead the dough. You're going to take your hands, cup them like this. You know, so it's very cool that I get to experience this. And, uh, and then so usually I'll, I'll get out all my dishes and stuff and I'll prepare everything in the class. And um, my aide will just make sure... Like if I need visual help, they'll help me with that. Like since Roger's my aide, he also needs that kind of stuff, like the visuals in the class. And um, also, it's um, as a blind person being in this program, it can it has its setbacks. You know, it can bear, sometimes there can be a lot of frustration. Is the fact that I feel like all my sighted peers around me are doing better than me. You know, I think it's a constant struggle. Where right. I have to realize that we're. And but, I remember Roger. But apparently, but apparently not though, or else it wouldn't have gone as well as it has. Yeah, that's just a myth. I think you're. I think. I think you're doing fantastic. 
I think yeah. you're doing fabulous. And I know, like, Roger had to tell me, like, Stuart, you got to realize, dude, there's other people that are really screwing up worse than you, and they have sight. Yeah. So. And- yeah, and you and you can't see. You probably can't see the scripts that they're making, and they aren't going to. So admit in it my to- mind, I I think that oh, I'm like doing like shit, and everyone else is doing like really good. And in reality, like I'm doing pretty good, and you know, yeah, I make mistakes, you know, obviously, but I mean, there's some people that just for the life of them, they just they should find a different field. <laughs> I mean, just being honest, but yeah. But it's it's definitely a fun experience in that class. It, it, in most of the culinary classes, we go really fast paced. We're doing like five or six recipes a day at least, because you know the cake or pastry it requires a lot of different steps and intricate steps. It's it's almost like chemistry, you know. It's a lot of things that have to combine to make a certain element, you know. And um, it can be stressful, but it's it's the it's like doing math, you know, it's like there's all these different steps to all these intricate problems, but once it all comes together, it's like a beautiful work of art, you know? Definitely. It is, it is an art form. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I love cheesecake. What's, what's your favorite cheesecake to make, to bake? Uh, just the basic New York style cheesecake is good. Or if you just take, I like to take my, when I do my cheesecakes, I like to just take some Oreos and butter and lightly mix it together <laughs> just crush the oreos out that's the fun part you know and then you make your cream cheese filling and then you just spread it on top and oh my god it's so delicious cheesecake you know, is so you know simple to make once you learn it you know what else is good too you can make a pie with brownies and, and peanut butter and you can have like a big peanut butter cup brownie as like a pie yeah. that is so good too. yeah you, you can it probably won't it, the, the softness of it might be a little tricky though these I just make a sweet dough, like a pastry dough. It almost tastes like a cookie, and it makes like a pie, like a tart dough. And oh man, it comes out really good. I'm actually gonna make one tonight, actually, as as after we get off of here. So I'm actually looking forward to that. It's gonna taste really good. Hmm. Yeah. So that's what I wonder. I mean, really, how many times do you have to pra- Like, how many times do you have to practice the recipe before you get it? Is it you know, eight times, ten oh, times, a years, I, a lot of times. I count. I mean, part of being in the industry that I'm in, it requires a lot of repetition, 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 and also a lot of experimentation. Like you got to try different things that you never thought would work, because that's the whole point of, you know, being in the industry. You got to figure out, like, okay, if I decide to melt white chocolate over this cake, will it taste good? Or you know, maybe that didn't taste good. So let me try doing some Oreo drizzle on top. Maybe it might taste good on this cake. Oh, you know, that didn't taste good. So you kind of have to really figure out what's going to work for you in the industry and um, just be very experimental and be open to trying new things and be creative. That's where it can get very tricky is trying to find what makes you, you know what I mean? And um, right. so that it's really all about just being creative and being open to new experiences and new opportunities that come your way because because cool, cool. um, i can i do practice recipes over and over but i have to also add a little twist on it like oh you know let's see if i play with this a little bit what happens if you play with this it's literally like chemistry it's it's it's, a, it's like a, a science experiment every time and it's a lot of fun yeah yeah and see and i think that's the difference between baking and cooking is that cooking is more about you know pairing things the right way and having great combinations but baking is a lot more about did you complete the equation properly in the right order 
Yes. It's a lot more about that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, cooking is nice though too, because when when you're cooking, any experienced cook will know, (laughs) they'll tell you that they don't like baking because it, it, it's, you have a set of instructions and rules you have to follow. Cooking, okay, well, I kind of brown the meat up a little bit too much. Let me just chop it up and put it in like a stew or something. Or, you know what, let me just, you can just kind of, if you mess up, you can just kind of adapt as you're going along and just be creative. But in calling it and baking, you're just, you're making a bread recipe and you mess up. Oh man, it's over. You have to restart and throw all the ingredients out and restart all over. So it can be, it can be very stressful at times. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So do they make you start over if you completely, you know, botch oh, yeah. your recipe? Then oh yeah, just... because you got to complete it on time as everyone else. So there's been some times where I've had to have Roger like, hey, can you go over and like measure this really quick? Because I just messed up on this part right here. Just can you grab the ingredients really fast? Because the kitchen, it, there's a lot of people running back and forth. So sometimes I have to like, I'll be like, hey, Roger, can you grab this ingredient really fast? Because like, I just messed up really bad. Like I remember a couple of times, uh, one of my, it didn't happen to me, but it happened to one of my friends, my partners in the class. And we were in a midterm and we were making checkerboard cookies. And I believe instead of putting the powdered sugar in, he ended up pouring the flour in. He did something really bad. <laughs> he, <laughs> he was cited, by the way. He was cited. So Roger, I remember Roger like saying, Stuart, hold on, I got to run over really fast. And so he ran over. <laughs> And he ran over really fast. And this is in the midterm, by the way. So this is our midterm. And he had to run over really fast to avoid the professor. So the professor didn't see what he was doing because he thought he was measuring ingredients for me. And so <laughs> it was really good. And so he was measuring the ingredients for him because he messed up. But I was like, holy, holy. And Roger told me that story. I'm like, oh, my God. That's bizarre. Okay, that is, that's hilarious. And, that's, and that's, that is weird. <laughs> I, I just thought it was really great because I was like, oh, my God. Like, all right, now I don't feel so bad. Because I was like, wow. So Yeah, that's material. That's, that's, a, str- that's a strange one. Well, so what did that, what did that other kid get on the, get on the recipe? Well, did, he, did they he fail? Ended, he ended up doing good. No, he ended up doing good because he managed to remake it really fast in time. Um, so it ended up working out good for yeah. him. Yeah, but I, mean, I, I, I suspect, and in, that, and, in all, and in all that, in that whole comedy routine with you guys, Roger running back and forth, I suspect that the professor saw what was happening, but they just, they just wanted to let it go and see where, see where it landed. Probably they noticed, but. Yeah, you know, but it, it ended up working out good for him, you know, so it was a good experience, you know, and uh, that's the kind of things that happen, like, you know, in, in the bake shops and stuff like that, you know, you mess up, you learn, and it just makes you build up on your skill set on how to pay more attention to things and be a lot more present in the moment, I would say, because being present in the moment step-by-step for each step-by-step process is very important in the industry. You, know, you can't be distracted by anything because you've got to really be focusing on what you're doing because it's money and, and every amount, you know, that you mess up is going to cost you, you know, right. so I mean, as a bake, as a professional baker, you got to be constantly making sure you're accurate with everything and make sure you have everything at your disposal because one thing goes wrong and that's it. You lost some money for the day, you know, so it has to be on point. Absolutely. So what will happen? You know, what is, what is your dream 
um, in the end, after you complete your classes, after you get your certificate, are you going to start out by just simply working in someone else's bakery or do you, or do you have plans to I'm, open your own? I'm probably going to work at someone else's bakery for now and then probably go for my social science, food and science degree at Long Beach City College. And hopefully from there, I can probably, so I got a couple of friends that work at Disneyland and uh, they were talking to me and they said, if you ever need a job, let us know and we'll I'll put you in. I said, okay, well, when this coronavirus thing ends, because it's a little hectic right now, you know. But um, yeah, that, that's kind of the plan. I mean, I'm, I'm going to finish my certificate by June, 20, uh, by June of 2021. And then after that, I'm looking to going either to continue on for the food and science in that same fall of 2021. Or just, you know, working for a little bit and getting my feet wet. Or doing it part-time and doing school part-time. So we'll see what happens. I'm not sure yet as far mm -hmm. as that goes. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would ask, why would you want to continue in a philosophical sense? Why would you want to continue with more schooling when you could, you know, get a great job in a bakery and just sort of go, go about your business as, as a baker? Well, if the higher educated you are, the more doors it knocks down, you know if you have a master's in something versus having a certificate in something, it knocks down doors as far as employer's standards go. You know what I mean? If it's like, you know, do I just want to get a little certificate in law or do I want to go become a lawyer, you know, and go for a higher amount of pay, which leads me to six figures or more, you know? So you got to think of it that way too, is that the more higher educated you are and the more schooling you have, the more opportunities could be open for you. Right. In that sense, too. Yeah, sure, sure, good. So, but I mean, then do you think you would always be a baker, like always do that job? Or do you see yourself doing other, other things? I've thought about either, you know, getting into the industry of technology as far as, uh, you know, working with other students and blind uh, people, teaching them how to um, learn different softwares and stuff. I've thought about that. Um, taking up a certificate in that in computer science or something. Um, but I was kind of like my secondary option. Um, but I'm just kind of playing and seeing where it leads me. You know, I'm, I honestly don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I mean, I can dream. Um, but you know, with this whole, this whole 2020 years really taught me to expect the unexpected if yeah. I've learned anything from this year. Amen. That's true. <clears throat> I mean, I, I guess, yeah, this, this whole year and this whole year has been quite a year. It's been a year for me to, well, do my, do my teaching job from home, do my, get my podcast on Apple, you know, build up my audience, you know, but it's been tough. You know, I haven't had a chance to travel this year. Um, some, some other stuff happened more recently. It's kind of made it a little, a little more challenging. So it's, it's been a, it's been a interesting an interesting year but I'm really overall I'm really quite pleased to hear that this college <clears throat> um, is still running running their courses and running classes even though uh, there's all these issues with health so in in the in the kitchen are they being like ridiculously strict about hygiene I mean are they like um, about it every we're second? gonna I guess I'm gonna have to find that out in the fall. Um, but what it looks like is we're definitely gonna have to be wearing face masks. Um, I'm pretty sure gloves are gonna be the new standard now. I mean, 
and um, they're I, for what I know in the nursing department, they're gonna have like glass, like like plexiglass in between lab stations, so that way it separates you from the other people. Right. Right. So yeah. we'll see how it looks in the culinary side of things. Um, <clears throat> so it's all new for me. But I mean, it's going to be partially online and partially in class, like the lab portion of the class, we will be doing it inside the class. But then the lecture part will be online, probably on Zoom, I'm assuming. So that's, that's yeah. So then the I mean, these people, these your your professors who are running around the kitchen with you, I mean, obviously, they're also professors. So then does that mean in the past that they would also have you sitting in a classroom, you know, with them just talking to you, like lecturing? I would imagine so, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, we, it would be kind of partly lecture and partly cooking at the same time. Um, one of my professors, he had us meet in a classroom before we went into the kitchen. And then my other professor, we just got in the kitchen and just started cooking. There was really no lecture. It was just a demo and we would follow along with her. And, uh, we'd do the demo and stuff, so. It was, it just depends on the style of teaching. Right. I see. Yeah. Cause I guess the professor could just shout in the kitchen or just stand there and give a lecture in the kitchen about the main points and then just say, okay, here's what you need to make today. Or here's, yeah. here, here's on the, I guess they could do it that way, but yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Cause they actually have um, in the culinary kitchen, they actually have a camera set up. Like, so you have like a picture, like a big rectangular kitchen and like a whole bunch of tables and then like you know with mixers and everything on them and uh drawers and stuff and then like on in the front there's like a long marble kind of table looking type ordeal and that's where the professor does his demo from and then like they will have like a camera pointed at him and they'll have tvs hanging down from the ceiling where you can see the professor right well, oh like, i see yeah yeah so you can see what he's doing if you're in the I back see. of the room. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mm, see. Yeah. Interesting. So it's it's quite amazing. I mean, it's just impressive with all this technology and everything and how it's able to. I know, uh, right? You us. can. Really we are cool. making we're making a podcast for Apple. You're also on YouTube. I mean, this is going out to hundreds of platforms. It's going out to all the platforms. All all I have to do is push one button, and I just made a show. I mean, it's it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Isn't it just crazy? I mean. Never did I think in a million years that Zoom would be a big thing. Like, I remember Me joking with someone before the NFB convention, and I said, you know what? We should have invested in Zoom on before um, this all happened, because we would have been rich. Oh, yeah. But then couldn't we have also said that for Bitcoin? I mean, God knows, if I had only bought mm -hmm. one Bitcoin in 2009, I wouldn't have to have a podcast. Or I, yeah. wouldn't, mm -hmm. I would, I wouldn't, I would. But then again, you know what, though, that, that, that would be horrible because number one, in addition to teaching, podcasting is the best thing ever, number one. Number two, <clears throat> if I had done that, if I had, I don't know, become a billionaire or something, I wouldn't, I, I, would, I would lose all my motivation, I think. I think that I would lose... Yeah. Yeah, and then and but then also it opens it, you know, money opens the doors to a lot of things. And I've, yes, I've and talked it, a lot it can people. and does, but it, it depends. I mean it depends. It depends. You know. it, it really depends on who you know. Depends on who you talk to. Yeah, and who you know. Yeah. You know? But I um, mean because I mean as as you learned, if you have money you can buy some pretty dangerous stuff. So yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna say that money is the mm -hmm. answer. I'm not convinced. Yeah, about I that. mean it, it's just it depends on the person though. Yeah, this depends on who you talk to and who you know. Right, exact, pre 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 precisely. Pre <laughs> but who knows? Who knows where this 
where this society that we have now, who knows where, who knows where we're going from here. Um, but I, I suspect that we will always want to eat a lot of baked goods. And, yep. I, and I suspect that I hope that you will have some sort of a bakery of your own or at least work in that industry or, or something like that. Have you met, um, are, are all of the professors like Americans or are they from all over uh, the world? So my, one of my professors, he's a third generation baker from France. Ah. And he was, he's, he has a pretty well history in baking. He has traveled all around the world baking. I don't know if you heard of a place called Tavern of the Green in New York. I think it's called Tavern of the Green in New York. It's a famous uh, well, restaurant. I mean, if, it, if it's a place that's that famous, I'm not important enough for, I don't I, 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 can't, I probably can't afford it. So I would, I've never been, but. But he used to work there and he used to work in the Bahamas and all these different wow. places around making different pastries and baked goods for people. So he's had a lot of experience. And then one of my other professors, funny enough, she actually was a biologist before she got into culinary. Totally different opposite side of the Well, but it's, but it's still a, it's still a, a science, it's still a science about yeah. ingredients and what things are made mm-hmm. of. And so that does make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So she ended up going to, she was a biologist and then she ended up, becoming you know a teacher at Long Beach City College and then a couple of other professors that I know they um, own their own restaurants and own you know there's the main person there she's uh, Vietnamese she's owned a lot of restaurants and stuff and traveled to herself so it's really cool to see the different cultural diversity come together and it, it, you know that's what I'd say the one thing I like about being a college student is you get to see all these different types of diversities and stuff yeah yeah, and we're twine together. Yeah, it's 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 really it's really interesting. You know, it depends on the on the college. You know, you 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 go to. I I went to. A, I I mean, I I did graduate from college in the field of international relations. But the group, um, you know, on the East Coast, the people are a lot more cranky, and it's a lot more tight knit. You know, I think you're really. Yeah. You know, out in California, people are a lot are a lot more open and a lot more friendly on your side of, on your side of the country. So I think there, I think there, it's a lot more global there, really. My side is more of the political side of the country. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, so uh, I, I'd go for California any day, but then again, I've never been, so I shouldn't say that. But you know, oh, it's nice but, here. I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty nice. Well, let's so let's in the remaining some remaining couple minutes, let's talk about the accessibility. So these this town that you live in, R- Riverside, Long Beach, or something or other. Um, I mean, as as you can tell, um, it, um, I, well, I live in Southgate, but um, it's technically Los Angeles County area. Okay, so LA. So, okay, so mm-hmm. what can one thing I've I've been wondering? I, I've heard a lot of complaints about the public transportation in California. So, so oh, I can so complain. Clear, <laughs> so clear that up. So, what's the truth about that? Clear so that up for me. So, in Los Angeles, transportation, I'll be honest, is a piece of shit. Um, I don't like it. I usually just have people give me rides or I'll just take Lyft or Uber. Um, it's doable. You can do it. It's just, I don't like how spread out everything is. Like, I feel like everything is so spread out and not everything is connected to each other. Like in the Bay area, for example, cause I was, I did, when I said I was partially raised in the Bay cause I went to school up there, the California School of the Blind. Um, transportation was all pushed together. Like it was more, you can get on any bus and at every corner and there was a bus and everything was right there. But in Los Angeles, I feel like everything is so spread out. So it's like more time consuming to get somewhere. So like if I need to go somewhere, I just call the lift, you know, and just get, go that way. 
because it was a lot quicker and cheap. I mean, it was a little more expensive, but it did the job, you know, from point A to point B like that. And you can always rely on it. Well, good. In- interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, in my case, I live in some small agricultural town. Um, so honestly, you know, if I, if I needed to ride, my parents would just have to take me from A to B. But, you know, nowadays we're going out very infrequently. So um, I live with my parents and my brother. My brother just graduated from university, too, in business or something like that. He's still trying to, you know, get his feet wet and see what he wants to do in the business world. But mm-hmm. it's... um. I don't know. It's it's just been. I mean, you know, and and you you guys in the podcast community, you you'll you'll understand. It's just been one of these weird years. It's it has. Weird, it's just been a bizarre year, um, for many reasons. I mean, but you know, certain certain great things. You know, me being on Apple Podcasts. You know, I mean, that's amazing forever. I mean, you know, I I I'll tell you a funny story. I got that email when I when I sent in my show to Apple. I thought I couldn't do it. I thought I wasn't good enough for Apple. And then I got an email from a couple of days later, like late at night. I said, oh, that's got to be a scam. And then I woke up the next day and it was real. And I was like, wow. Wow. You're like, what a dream. Huh? That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, man. That's not, wow. as, not as impressive, not as impressive as Stewart's triple play coming to you soon, where he's going to give you the, the opera cake, the, the, baklava, the baklava, baklava and, and the Turkish coffee. Not as yep. impressive as that, because we would, <laughs> because we know that the listeners of Aaron's opinion, we're going to make sure that you get that triple play. I'm going to be watching your lives on Facebook. Trust me, baby. You're gonna do that triple play. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be making a note in the system here. We're gonna make sure. We're gonna add it to the syllabus that he's got to complete the triple play. <laughs> It'll be my ultimate final for college. Yeah, that that would be that would be a good final, a good final. And then you got to figure out how to properly box the box the desserts. And and ship it so that it doesn't go stale, right? Then you gotta send it to the other side of the country. Then I'm gonna try it on Zoom with with everybody watching. That would be that would be hilarious. That would be really cool. That would be just utterly hysterical. So (laughs) you might have to like add some chemicals or something to make sure it doesn't go bad. Some 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 process, (laughs) you know. I know what a lot of the you know, bagged pastries that you get at Seven Eleven, they're all processed. You can leave them on the shelf for years and they won't go bad. Yeah, that's that's the scary thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some pretty there's some pretty scary food these days. I don't know, you know, but that would be that would be pretty cool. In this case these days, I'm I'm not I'm kinda going easy with food because I'm just lucky. I, I'm just glad and lucky that I don't have the virus. And I'm, and I just want everybody to get better. I'm, I'm not, yeah. I'm not terribly obsessed with the best meals these days. I, I'm just trying not to get hurt, trying not to get, trying not to make the situation any worse. But, you know what though, Stuart, my friend, you, you really, you know, guys, you at home, I've, I've never met Stuart. We've only been friends, kind of social media buddies on Facebook. What did we meet? I think I could have sworn. It was okay. over, you know what it was over? It was over a chess game that you never finished. That's exactly that's okay. what it was. But that's, okay. Okay. but that's okay. That's okay because you know what? I'm not a good chess player and you would have beaten me anyway. Yeah, you <laughs> were. Yeah, we got involved in chess years ago and I, I never stuck to that. But that's all yeah, right. Yeah, I remember right. Bob Rathbun was – so you went to the Hatland, Hatley School for Black. I didn't. I, I never went to that school. Okay, yeah, um, that's where I learned. Um, right, 
and the prob success, problem yeah. is is I, I don't have the math skills for it and it's just hey it's not it's not my sport you know yeah but um but that's how i came in contact with you i think through the i don't know yeah for the chess us chess tournament yeah yeah over the the the, the long the, the email um, yeah correspondence that's you know, a, that that's what it was yeah we never finished that game i still so. get email requests from them to play and i'm like oh, i don't have time i'm busy with school <laughs> Always yeah, down. I don't with my teaching with my podcasting. Um, but Stuart, what I wanted to say is you're mm -hmm. you're you're a, you're a great baker and you're a great friend, man. I, um, you know, really, you are you are always welcome on Aaron's opinion. In fact, you're going to have to come back to talk about baklava. We're going to have to have a baklava talk. But you know what? Oh, I'll be down to talk about it. Well, we gotta we gotta make sure that you're always included here because you you are a magnificent speaker. You have a magnificent story. And you're always, always, always welcome on Aaron's Opinion. Aaron Richmond, Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for blind people. We talked about a lot today. All right, guys. Well, um, I'm going to go eat some Oreos or some, some cookies or something like that. And for everybody around the world, stay safe. Have a good day today and a great day tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Get a credit card that gives you what you need now. A low interest rate on everyday purchases and a place to transfer high interest rate balances. The PenFit Gold Contactless Card is our lowest rate credit card. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Join PenFed, and together we can help you keep more of what's yours. Visit penfed.org slash goldcard. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free, plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day.